This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, a very special product has returned. They have more of the perverted Woody figure, Woody from Toy Story, doing very lewd acts to your fam- to your favorite anime characters. So if you would like to get a very hilarious Toy Story figure of Woody getting his Woody on, you can go to JList.com, and it's easy to find on the page. So don't delay. Head over there and uh, get yourself something a little bit humorous. And you'll be supporting the podcast as well. So time to get time to get started, and we'll start the show. You know we can we can talk about some business stuff in Japan now. All right, let's bore people. I love that. <laughs> let's do it. No, for real, let's do it. That's my favorite. Um, Japan pushes for a revival of the TPP. Oh, that'll make nips all over the world hard. <laughs> I I actually think that faint popping sound was nipples pressing against shirts. You, well, do you know? Do you know that TPP has two P's in it? Yeah. Do you know what also has two P's in it? Nipple. That. <laughs> 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 That's what has two P's in it. Oh my God, Mitsuki! Wow. 皆さんこんにちは。アニメアディクツアノニマスのライブブロードキャストを聞いていただきます。You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. This is episode 372. Woo! Holy shit, we're old. We're so old. I am really old. So, wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing, thank you for listening to us and making us a part of your day. We are so happy to have you. I love each and every one of you, for real. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by one single co-host, but she has enough hair for three people. It's Chiaki. My hair is rather long. It's good to be here. Yeah. Old old standbys, you and I, founders unite. Yeah. I see you've grown back most of the hair after your after your last butchered haircut. Yeah, well, you know. You learn your lesson. Don't go to chumps to have your haircut. Just kidding. Anyway, so if you would like to find us, you can do it at our website www.aaapodcast.com. We just recorded a Hobby Addicts episode where we talked about the Persona franchise and the 20th anniversary of Persona. So you'll want to check that out if you're a video gamer. And, of course, you can also get our hentai episodes on our website. I'm pretty sure we're the only podcast doing hentai episodes. And also our after parties, which are a whole lot of fun. So check it out at aaapodcast.com. You'll throw us a couple shackles, and it'll help us out. And we will reward you with extra content. We We will talk about the boobies in exchange for a menial fee. Yeah. So... Which kind of makes us prostitutes. But anyway, you can also find us on we're on iTunes, of course. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we will read it on the podcast. And Kazuo would like you to know that on our Facebook group, we now have 865 members and climbing. And he would like you to jump in there and join our community on Facebook and have many fun conversations with lots of other anime fans that are just like you. Well. So, 
fellow anime I, addicts. I like that group. Yeah. I really do. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to... We don't really know what we're doing, to be honest. We had a plan, and then we lost the host. And, now and then what we had planned really isn't going to be as effective with two people. Yeah, it really required three people. So between now and the main topic that will occur in about 20 minutes, we are going to somehow figure this out. And we are we are asking the live viewership. See, here's the reason why you should show up to the live shows, because you too can control the fate of the podcast. We were also going to review Miss um, Kobayashi's Maid Dragon, but, uh, well... That isn't happening either. No. Because we lost people. So instead, we're going to review the second season of Genwa... Showa Gennoku Rakugo Shinju. Thank you. Season two. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm here for you, bro. So we have stuff. We're just going to, you know, we're going to do our best. It's going to be a good episode, guys. It's going to be it always, good. It, it always is, right? It, it works out in the end. After like eight years of doing this, there isn't nothing that can stop us. We are, we are unstoppable. Yeah. I could literally sit here and just talk about nothing, and it would be. I probably could talk about fun. nothing too. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. Maybe, maybe this will be the topic about nothing. But It'll f- just be like the after party, but on the main show. But for now, we have something of actual substance to talk about. Are you ready? Yes. Big Bang Attack! It's time for this week's Big Bang, the big news story for the week. Miyazaki, the man who will not rest. Studio Ghibli is hiring in-between animators and background artists that will work on a three-year contract starting in October to create Miyazaki's quote-unquote final film. (laughs) This is like his eighth final film for real. So haven't they all been his final films? Yeah, even his first film was his final film. Yeah, he was like, I'm just doing this one. The three-year the three-year contract is subject to change or extension, which we all know it'll be an extension because. Well, Takahata will be like, well, man, Miyazaki's, he's making a movie, and I know I'm 82, and I got one foot in the grave, but I'm going to make a movie also. Yeah, And right. it's going to take me 63 years, and my children's children will have to finish it. <laughs> but God, we will have animators. I wouldn't be surprised if Mitsuki, or if Mitsuki, if Miyazaki, That's right. if, because you and Miyazaki are the same person. We're tight. You're, you're close. Um, if uh, Miyazaki has sat down with a lawyer and been like, so can I contract people to continue to work for me after I'm dead. He could probably pay them out of his pocket because Miyazaki's quite wealthy. So, I mean, I mean, considering what they're paying these people, which I'll get to in a minute, there was also a notice that emphasized that, um, that although the studio is not restricting applicants of specific countries of origin, it wanted them, them to have a Japanese language ability. So for those of you that are like, oh, I want to be an animator. Well, you have to speak Japanese to do it. Yeah. And there is no relevant experience required, although they're going to crush you with a six-month training program right off the bat so to make sure you do not suck. And crush might even be a, a generous way to describe it. I have no yeah. doubt it will be awful. If this were a comic strip, it will be, there will be a picture of a, of a new animator on his, on his or her back with their legs spread and Miyazaki just ruthlessly stomping on their nuts. That's how that's oh or, my God. or putting out a cigarette on someone's butt. I, I just I, those are things that I imagine. The salary is two hundred thousand yen per month, which sounds great, but really only translates to about eighteen hundred dollars. So your salary uh, of having Miyazaki, you would think you would be handsomely rewarded for having Miyazaki crush your nuts with a boot. Isn't the fact that Miyazaki is the one who's crushing your nuts with a boot rewarding enough on its own? That's like a bonus. 
That's I, like your Christmas bonus. Like, like, cause I was gonna say, I feel like I know many people here in America who get their nuts crushed for almost nothing, and it's not even Hayao Miyazaki doing it. Like, if you're gonna get degraded either way, at least have it be someone cool doing it. I guess. It's like normally he wears a leather boot, oh. but but for your Christmas bonus, he puts on spurs. Yeah. Godius Maxima, Maximus in the chat says, and cherry cigarette stock just shut up. It probably, yeah, it probably, cherry, it, I don't even know if that company has stock, but if they did, the stock graph probably dips and, and peaks with Miyazaki announcing retirement, dip, announcing a new film peak. Pretty much everything in Japan is made by either Yamaha, Kawasaki, or Sony, so it's probably one of those three. Uh, so yeah, so your salary for all that will be around $20,000 a year, which is not very great, and so they asked Suzuki, who is still producing, <laughs> much to his dis- dismay, I'm sure, because I'm sure he's very wealthy also, but he has to do it because it's his duty. They asked him what the title of the film was, and he would not tell anybody. And then when me, when then they asked if Miyazaki would still be alive when the film was finished. Oh my god! He Suzuki said that he does not know, and that is and that Miyazaki would draw storyboards until the moment that he is dead. To which another staffer <laughs> joked that it would make the movie more profitable to have him die during making it because then everybody would want to see it. So, and I'm sure Miyazaki yeah. is like real pissed that that question was even asked because yeah. I'm sure Miyazaki's like, I'm gonna live forever in my mean, movies. He'll be 80 when the movie finishes, and he's been smoking <laughs> cigarettes like it's his job for I don't know how many decades. <laughs> so he very well could die during the making of this movie. <laughs> this could be it. Me to laugh. I feel like I'm laughing. Oh, but you are laughing at a, at a genius, you know, creator's ultimate demise. But at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Like, at what point? At what point, bro? Are you gonna be like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm for real done. You are you are 76. Every every man dies. Yes. Every man dies. But All meanwhile, right. Hayao Miyazaki is sitting there going, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. So this shit is for real. And Studio Ghibli, despite closing its doors at the whim of Miyazaki, folds like a deck of cards and hires back their, their staff to make another <laughs> movie. But, I mean, Miyazaki founded Ghibli, so he kind of owns the thing. So, I mean, he doesn't really own it. I'm sure. I'm sure they have, like, a board of directors and whatever, but... It's kind of his. So if the man, if the man that created the the studio wants to make another movie, then by God, he's making another movie, and uh, no one's gonna stop him. Not to mention, everyone is so loyal to him. I'm sure Suzuki was sitting there like Miyazaki brought it up. Suzuki was like, "I don't want to do this. I hate you, old man. What the hell are you thinking?" But yes, of course, I'll produce this movie for you because that's my job and it, that's my responsibility. As long as it's not Takahata, because they would all be dead by the time that movie finished, because yes. it takes him way too long to make a movie. I, I think Takahata is for real done. Takahata is very old, and he's probably just going to curl up on the floor in like a ball and let Miyazaki rest his feet on him while, <laughs> while he draws key, key animations. Uh. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. So, for the good this week, and today, this very day, in Japan, they're having a Resident Evil zombie dash. 
There's a video on YouTube. I'll post it into the into the live chat so people can watch the video. But there is an event going on in Japan by which oh it says oh YouTube just told me to go f myself. That's nice. So the question is, Chiaki. Yes. In honor of the zombie run that is happening in Japan. Okay. From with Resident Evil zombies. Yes. If you if there were a zombie apocalypse, like the zombies are just busting through the the podcast studio windows. Okay. They're here. They're in the room. Where would you go if there was a zombie apocalypse, and what weapon would you use? I would any go, weapon, any place. I would go down to the marina, and I would get a boat. And I would boat down to like Key West, where there's only like a single entry point, but it still has infrastructure. Uh-huh. And a lot of those islands also have like a lot of solar and whatnot because they don't have a lot of natural resources. So they're they're good. They're well established as being you know low grid draw. And uh, as far as what weapon I would use, I would probably go for a bow and arrow because I. That I, is like the worst weapon. I was on board with this plan until the bow and arrow. Well. As far as if I had to pick one single weapon, because it's a ranged weapon, I have experience with it, but unlike a gun, I don't have to worry about it locking up or running out of ammunition. I, I just, can reuse ammunition. I just don't know if you can kill a zombie with a bow. Oh, with a cro- with a compound bow? Heck uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Heck yeah. Maybe. Straight straight between the eyes. Well, you have to be a pretty good shot. I'm freaking Katniss. Okay, Katniss. So for the bad, North Korea continues to be a bad, bad boy. They are. They have successfully tested a missile, a, a medium-range missile, that, of course, Japan was not much of a fan of because it landed just off the coast of Japan in the ocean, in the Sea of Japan. Prime Minister Abe said that the that North Korea's repeated missile launches are destroying the efforts by the international community to work towards a peaceful solution to. The problems that have been happening on the on the Korean Peninsula, to which North Korea does not give a shit what Japan thinks. The missile was tracked by the U.S. Uh, by some department in, of the U.S. that was on the west coast. In, I'm guessing California. They tracked the missile until it landed in the Sea of Japan. It flew 500 kilometers, which is about 300 miles, and reached a maximum altitude of 560 kilometers. Can that be possible? I don't, if, I don't know anything about missiles. If you're, yeah, but if you're 350, if you're 350 miles high, you got you're out of the Earth's atmosphere, aren't you? It sounds like a typo. Mm. I don't know. Look that up. Ask astrophysics. Yeah. He's in the chat. For the Moe, a designing a designer company called Romain Jerome, which I've never heard of, has decided that it will fill a niche on the market by selling a Pokemon watch that they have designed. The watch will sell for $250,000 and they justify the high price of the watch due to its painstaking craftsmanship. Apparently the dial on the watch was like 100 took 100 hours to, to design which sounds like a tremendous load of bull, bull crap but uh, whatever. I'm sure somebody will buy the watch that features on its faceplate many of the most famous and beloved Pokemon characters from the franchise. So if you happen to have $250,000 of disposable income to spend on something that looks like you bought it at a Kmart for $10. You do that. That would be great. And that is the Moe. So, that's yeah. it. Well. Did you discover it for me how, how how high the atmosphere of the, of the world is? When you figure that out, let me know, okay? And we have trivia. The trivia for this week was the answer is beyond the boundary and the theme... The Earth's atmosphere is about 300 miles 
thick. So, so, thick? You mean high? This the altitude of the Earth's atmosphere? Space.com says thick. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 She said thick. It's That's just too thick. It won't work. Earth likes it thick. Earth does like it thick. So apparently that missile left the Earth's atmosphere and was flying 50 miles into space, making North Korea sound a little bit badass, actually. So I, I think maybe... The, maybe the Astrophysics in the chat says the atmosphere is usually considered to be about 60 miles high. Oh, so so. We're, so apparently Anime News Network's article thinks that that missile was like halfway to the moon, which <laughs> I'm guessing is not correct. So journalism, we we, we has that. Um, this week's trivia answer was beyond the boundary. The theme being named the KyoAni anime, and the winner for the week was Black Shinobi, who also won last week, but off of a different round of trivia. So good job. I'm not going to read all the answers. There were way too many of them. But you all did a wonderful job. I just want you all to know that. It's kind of an easier trivia all anyway, though, because a lot of people watch KyoAni. It's kind of nice having a like a resident person who knows about space. Yeah. Like it once is. every like month that comes in that comes in handy. Every now and then I'll text Astro and I'll be like, science me, I don't understand this article. Alright, so we're gonna take an anime news break, and when we come back, we're going to do something, although we have no idea what. But in the meantime, the in-show trivia question for you this week is, In Hozuki no Rei Tetsu, Hozuki's garden contains flowers that resemble what real-life animal? And we'll have the answer to that and so much more when we come back. So stay tuned and don't go anywhere or Chiaki will cry. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off, some of you might know that this is the 30th anniversary of the Dragon Quest franchise, and not only that, Dragon Quest XI is set to release sometime in the near future on PlayStation 4 and various Nintendo systems. However, what you may not realize is that there is a huge amount of tie-in merchandise being done with Square Enix and different video game manufacturers, including Nintendo, there is going to be a Metal Slime version of the 3DS that will release on July 29th, and there is also a PS4 Slime controller coming out on the same day, and there are also other types of console and video game merchandise also being released for the 30th anniversary of Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest XI, Sugi Sarishi Tokyo Motomete, or Dragon Quest XI in Search of Departed Time. The game is slated to ship for the PlayStation 4, Nintendo 3DS, and, and, and Nintendo Switch, with the PlayStation 4 and 3DS versions coming out in late July. The rest of us here in the West will have to wait a little longer, but we've been waiting forever for another console, Dragon Quest anyway, so what's a few more months? Next up, the BPO, or the Japan's Broadcasting Ethics and Program Improvement Organization, which is probably the equivalent of various organizations in the United States that complain about inappropriate content on television, such as the FCC, filed another complaint recently about a late-night anime program that had extremely obscene sexual content in it. Why these television committees are complaining about content that is on late at night, I have no idea. 
but they say that they want television networks and producers to revise their thinking and show restraint with the broadcasts of anime programs that have that kind of sexually explicit content in it. And now, different members of the anime community are trying to speculate as to what anime they were discussing, and it has been determined that it is either Eramanga Sensei or the Seven Deadly Sins new season. So, it looks like this anime committee complains about a lot of things, and we'll just have to see if their complaints lead to anything going down the road. Next up, there is an TV anime known as Cheer Fruits, which is getting a manga adaptation later on this year. The Cheer Fruits anime is set in Hinano City, which is an area that cultivates fruits, but has recently lost its vitality. A girl named Misaki Shirogane and other girls become heroes of the town and vow to produce results. Uh, the, the teen story depicts their strenuous efforts to revitalize their town. So that kind of sounds cute. Look out for a new manga coming out from that in the future. And rounding us out, Kuroko Nobasuke's recent film, Last Game, has topped 1 billion yen in the Japanese box office, or about $9 million, selling 752,000 tickets already in Japan, making it a very successful film. To celebrate the success, the staff of the film is going to hold a stage greeting and screening event in Shinjuku this week. So if you're in Japan this week, you can go attend that and meet members of the staff that helped to make the film possible. This was Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Ugh. I just can't think of anything. Well, you're in luck. You've got me, the master of not thinking. What do you need? I'm trying to write a commercial for our sponsor, JList.com, but I can't think of anything funny this time. Uh, this time? When have we ever been funny? And don't we already have a bunch of JList commercials written? I know, but we need everyone to know that they can go to JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com, for all their anime shopping needs. Well, we already say it at the start of every show. I think by now everyone knows to head to JList.com for all their anime shopping needs. But people may have an easier time remembering JList.com if we talk about it in a funny way. You know what, Mitsugi? What? The commercial was inside you all along. What are you talking about? It's like Field of Dreams or something. Look, just hit stop on the recording and everyone will know to shop at JList.com. Can we really do this? Is it funny? No, probably not, but it is meta, and that's, like, cool and stuff, right? I'll take your word for it. Hey, hey, where are you going? To clean up this fourth wall we just broke. JList.com. If you click it, they will fun? No, that's not right. The Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast presents How Does Chiaki Play the Good Cop? I don't care how important what you are saying is in real life in anime, in any media. I don't care how touching the music is or how the character relations are being developed. If you have a shot while this discussion or this meaning is being delivered or is taking place and in the foreground of this shot, I have a bikini girl's ass in my face. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It stops mattering. So if you want to have your message, have your message. If you want to have your bikinis, have your bikinis. But bikinis trump. She's still working on it. She really can't. She's not going to. You can't play good cop at all. Back to the show.
Welcome back to the 372nd episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Woo! I am back, and I have lobster mac and cheese. That and is so good. It is. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Misa gave me a bite, and it's real dumb. It's real dumb how good it is. I just posted a link into the chat for people that are watching, all nearly 60 of you, and I will say that you can now vote on the Spring Listener's Choice Anime. If you go to our website, www.aaapodcast.com, there is a section, a strip right pretty close to the top of the page that you can click. It'll take you to another page where you can vote for the, for the ninth anime that we will review from the spring season. But for those of you that are watching live, you can click and do it right now. So you'll be like the early entry into the poll. So dun, dun, dun. You pick what will there, lead the pack. There are a lot of anime on there to choose from, so good luck. And for the intro trivia question... In Hozuki no Reitetsu, Hozuki's garden consists of flowers that resemble what real-life animal? I know this one. Goldfish. I thought you might. That's right, goldfish. Yay! They're like goldfish goldfish flowers. I or love that anime. And they scream. They're really, yeah, they're really awful sounding. They're fantastic. So, I have a question for you. Okay, yes, Mitsugi. Last night. Yes. At like 1.30 in the morning. Okay. I came home. Okay. And I ate. Something like a pound of lobster mac and cheese at 1 a.m. Okay. And then I immediately passed out okay. afterwards. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that a- uh, dietitians would recommend you do, actually. I think um, that's called the hibernation technique, where you engorge yourself with a large amount of mm. calories and then proceed to sleep them off like a bear hibernates. It's natural, so that's how you know it's healthy. But, but would a hibernating bear wake up and drive down to a diner and eat like another two pounds of corned beef hash. Yeah, the the hibernation's just shorter. Like, okay, because you're a human. You're not a you're not a bear. Oh, so like it, it's pound for pound determines how long you need hibernation. And so bears, you know, they they're big and they weigh a lot, so they have to hibernate for I, a long time. I have a human friend who's also a bear. <laughs> I do, <laughs> <laughs> by his own acknowledgement. <laughs> Okay, I was just checking. I was just checking. All right. So, um, Chucky, while, while while we were on the news break, you invented a topic somehow. I knew you would. I don't know if it's a good one. Is it bad that in all in all in all transparency? <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm living a very transparent lifestyle. All right. All right. These days, and I want you to know this. It's important that you know. Okay. And we have no topic. Yes. Thanks to Kazuo. Okay. And Aww, well, poor, it, poor in, in, in honesty, not- I do love the boy. I do love I, I I love the man like a son like a like a like a son like a like a brother, but well, you need to you need three people to play a super fight. Anyway, I love him. So I was like, you know what? We have no topic. We need one in literally three minutes. And I was just like, you know what? I know Chiaki will figure this out. So <laughs> screw it. Okay, for the zero, record, zero effort came for, out of my body for, for this. the for the record too. I was like before the shows, literally. Last night, before, because we have, again, the group AAA text. We're all texting each other, and Cosmo gives us the heads up, like a good bro does, you know, that he isn't feeling well and you might not make the show. And so I text Mitsugi, and I'm like, hey, do you want to think of a backup topic? Because we can't do the super fight one if if Cosmo can't make it. Nothing. Nothing on text. Today, when Cosmo is indeed sick and, and out for the show, um, 
I text Mitsugi again. Hey, do you want to change the topic? Nothing again. I get here at like oh, well over an hour ago now. Um, almost almost going on two hours now. And I'm like, hey, Mitsugi, we don't have a topic. And I start throwing out ideas and I get nothing. So finally, over the news break, I just threw something together. Well, I'm going to let all the listeners in on a little secret. I peek behind the curtain, if you will. Welcome to my world. Every week. Every week. Where I'm trying to communicate with you people. And I text you and I text you and I get nothing. Especially from Kimiko. She never says a thing. She is AWOL all of the time. I was going to say, I think I'm pretty responsive. Well... You are the best amongst the. If I'm if I'm not responsive, I let you know. Like this week was awful for me. I was writing a ton this week. Let me just say that one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is when I text someone and they don't answer me because I know goddamn well you saw it. Because <laughs> this this actually, if you ever get Mitsugi's number, this fact. really is a thing for him. It's a fact. You have a phone. It goes bing or vibrates in your pants, and everyone opens their phone up every three minutes anyway. I know you saw it. For me to text you and to not get a response, you literally opened the phone, read the text, and went, eh, not important, and just shut your phone off again. That okay. is literally what happens every time. Sometimes texts don't merit a response always. Do you know who doesn't do that bullshit? Me. <laughs> Unless it was last night. But, yeah. So there's a peek behind the curtain of my life. You know who never does the thing? Me. Except for... Do you know who never does the show prep? Anybody but me. <laughs> Although hey, in the last couple hey. weeks, in, in the last three weeks, you have been more helpful than usual. If I am, if I am on, I help with some show prep. You're helpful. You're helpful. But usually it's just me. Who did the news for most of the life of the show? Which, by the way, I loved the poll that we put on the group thing on Facebook that was like, who's your favorite host? Oh, I lost. Of which I came, came like dead last. Oh, no, I lost. How could I was that? I how was is it last. that the two people who founded this damn show? <laughs> because they're so are, sick of us. Hate us. Everyone they're hates so us. So sick of us. We should us. just talk about that poll. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Apparently, no one likes me. <laughs> oh, this would be. This is going to be such a shit topic, though. The topic is why don't you love us? Yeah, I want to know. Like, Senpai wants to know why you don't love us anymore. Um, hold on. I'm finding, I'm finding that poll. Cause, cause last, last I checked it, which was forever ago, but last I checked it. Karayuki chat says that Mitsugi is right. We all know that people see it referring to the texts. I know damn well you see it every time. No text ever goes unread. It's just that 80% of them go unanswered because people are too damn lazy okay. to type 10 words to respond to something. Okay, sometimes, that sometimes is fact. though. Don't even try to argue it. No, I was going to say, sometimes, though, I will see a text, and I will genuinely do this. I'll do it with emails, too, where I will see something, and I'll be like, I can't, I don't want to respond to that right now. Because maybe I'm out with someone, or I'm at dinner, and I don't want to be rude and, like, on my phone. And then um, then I'm like, I, I'll Why like, are I'm you like, checking your phone, then, at dinner? Because I want to oh, see if I it's just, an emergency. Well, I just blew that one wide open. I want to see if it's an emergency. You don't know what I got going on. The chat thinks I'm grumpy. You do not realize that I just ate a bowl of lobster mac and cheese. Do you have any idea how delicious that is? Why does lobster mac and cheese have anything to do with... They're saying I'm hangry. Oh, they're saying yeah. you're hangry. Yeah. 
And apparently, according to the to the audience, no one likes authority figures. But apparently, no one also likes the person who who puts forth eighty to ninety five percent of the effort on the podcast. He's so salty. I do all the work and get none of the love. It's <laughs> awful. I'm I'm actually I'm. No one loves oh, me. Oh, here we go. So the poll was literally titled, "Who is your favorite host and why is it Kazuo?" LOL. LOL. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Coming in at number one. Was Kazuo, Kazuo. <laughs> with 41 votes. Number two was Kimiko with 37 it votes. It doesn't even make sense. Number three was Mitsugi with 30 votes. Oh, wow. And number four was Chiaki with 30 votes. So we ended up tying, but we I was, ended up like I was behind you. I was behind you for pretty much the whole time. So that's why I'm like actually in fourth place. Yeah. So if you go to our group page on Facebook, you can participate in things like that. That was a lot of votes. Yeah. That's a legit well, poll. I, think I legitimately lost. I'm no one loves me. I Mitsuki, no one loves me too. Why are we here? In fact, no one he, no one is hearing this. No, it, yeah, no that's one, right. They tuned out the second that they This whole rant so- doesn't exist because the minute that they found out <laughs> it was just one us minute, on the show. 1 minute and 27 seconds into this episode, people realized it was just you and me and immediately deleted it from their phone. <laughs> they were like, "Well, I'm not listening to that shit." I'm done with this. I ain't listening to that shit. <laughs> But I, right. you know, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. It's it, here's. You know what? Yeah, whatever. Here's the, exactly. I'm, I'm done. Here's the moral of this. Uh, are you, are you leaving? Are you leaving? No, I'm not. Because I'll carry, I'll, I'll carry the kidding. show by myself. I was just kidding. You I'll don't do this. Do you I'll don't do, do this. That. It'll just be, it'll be me, and it'll be the people live on YouTube, and we're gonna have a really kind of nice sort of fireside chat about life, the universe, and anime. I just decided that this episode, the title of this episode, is now "No One Loves Mitsugi." <laughs> And I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a frowny face after it. We will literally have an episode on iTunes with a frowny face. What do you think of that? Oh. What well, right, What are we actually talking about? Okay, so not that I don't think for a minute we couldn't just bullshit for thirty more minutes about nothing. That's what the after parties are for. Are we doing an after party today? We are. Oh shit! Well, we got to save our bullshitting for that then. Too um, late. <laughs> Yeah, we should have we should have saved that poll. What are we doing? What is wrong with us, Mitsugi? We're like we're like um Oh, hold on. I wanna write a note. I wanna write a note for the after party because I just saw Enzo um appear in the chat and there's something I wanna there's a story that I wanna talk about with him. So Japan's princess has given up her royal status for love. Oh, so yeah, so my my impromptu topic is... She'll probably be divorced in like three months, so that's a mistake. Um, Can she reclaim her, her her princess status? I feel like once you give it up, it's, it's oh, done. Oh, that's a bad move. Um, what are divorce rates like in Japan? Aren't they much I, lower than here? They're, I know they're, they are lower, but impo- it's impossible to get higher because everyone in the United States is divorced. But um, it, it's going up, I know that. Yeah. Anyway, so I continue. Well, so the main topic that I that I prepared today is uh, Japan news and just kind of various articles that I've been reading. Because I, so I, I wake up in the morning and I have a cup of tea on my couch. As I not, I don't pour the tea on my couch. I sit on my couch and I drink the cup of tea from a mug. And I have a, I have a cup of tea, 
and I read through, I have a bunch of news funneled into my iPad. And so one of some of the various news outlets are like Japan Times and NHK and, and whatnot to give me some news from Asia and specifically Japan. And so these are some of the articles that I've read throughout the week and while well, I have my morning tea. Oh, how pleasant. It is pleasant. Where are you while you drink your tea? I just sat on my couch. That's not very exciting. Well, my couch overlooks my front porch, which overlooks like a pretty garden. Oh. So there's usually butterflies and blue jays. You had me at butterflies. <laughs> um, Not blue jays, though. They're assholes. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yes. That's a thing? Oh, yeah. Blue jays are aggressive. Huh. They're nasty to other birds. Huh. Butterflies aren't, 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 aren't nasty, though. They just flutter around and look pretty they do just flutter they're very good they pollinate flowers so this is a collection of of random news clippings from japan that i've been reading and keeping up on and if you are enthusiastic about anime you are probably likely enthusiastic about japan or at least interested in japan and these are things going on side tangent (laughs) as if we weren't already on one yeah trill anus from the chat says that some days i come off kind of mean well i would have you know that in reality, I am probably the most affectionate, cuddly person you know. In fact, I make it a point to get at least four hours of snuggling per day in my daily life. Four hours of snuggling. That's a lot of snuggling. That is a damn lot. The man is serious about his snuggles. I am a professional. I, it's on my LinkedIn. Okay? If you go to my LinkedIn page, you can endorse me for snuggling. Huh. That's all I have to say about that. You realize I'm tempted now to go on your LinkedIn page and endorse you for snuggling. Go ahead. Do that. So, okay, where were we? Oh, I was just saying that this these are some This is a fucking articles. train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're doing okay. I feel like we're doing fine, BT. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Gosh. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the eldest granddaughter of Japan's current emperor is going to give up her royal status in, or, in order to marry a legal assistant. Um, and the reason why she has to give up her royal status is because whenever, um, if, if a member of the royal family chooses to marry a commoner, they have to give up the royal st- Why are you grinning? Because I just took a drink of water and spilled it all over myself. Oh my God. It was like, I put the, I put the bottle of water in my mouth, toted it back and it just ran out of the corners of my mouth all over my shirt. And you look you looked at it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she noticed. Great. <laughs> Um, you want me to just pour the rest of this bottle on myself? <laughs> no. Why? There's a lot of technology around here. And so what? Technology and water don't mix. So she renounced her royal status to marry a legal assistant. Yes, she is going... Well, mm. okay, so the, the engagement hasn't... It's an unofficial betrothal. It that guy has a massive wiener because he, <laughs> he ain't making any money. He is damn endowed. We know what the Japanese princess likes. Um... <laughs> God, Mitsugi. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. Well, he actually he was part of a, a an ad, I believe, for his local prefecture or something, where he played the prince of the sea in the okay. ad thing. So maybe, but she's a real princess. She is a real princess. Yeah, and she likes a man with a real D. Oh my God! Well, sorry, I'm listening to too much Howard Stern lately. Apparently oh so. God. It's funny like that. I guarantee at least one person listening laughed at that. <laughs> and if you are that one person, a Moe girl just got p- kicked into the pits of hell, which is great. Every every time Mitsugi makes a person laugh, a Moe girl gets kicked. And into the, the chat pits blows up. 
good luck. Good luck that uh, that it needs to be making people laugh doesn't happen too often. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah. So do you agree with that move? You think she's taking a pretty huge risk? I mean, I like she's still so she's not going to be royal anymore, but she's still a member of the family. Like I feel like she's going to be okay. Like they're not disowning her. She's just renouncing her title. Like those two things are different. Um and like I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go over, but apparently they're both 25 and reportedly they met 5 years ago at a party. Um, being held to discuss studying abroad when they were both students at uh, International Christian University in Tokyo. Um, and uh, Princess Mako has already indu- introduced Mr. Komodo to her parents who approve of the relationship. So the pr- princess's parents are, are in on it. Um, the Imperial Household Agency has declined to comment, um, but the formal engagement announcement confirming the couple's plans to marry is expected to be sometime within like the next month. So, yeah. Most recent figures have Japan's divorce rate at about in the middle 30%. So, it's nowhere near the lowest in the world. Yeah. Oh, apparently apparently, when she gives up her imperial status and becomes a commoner, she will swap out a royal allowance for the right to vote and potentially pay taxes. That sounds appealing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, not really. I agree with that eye roll. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Really. All right, well, good luck to you. Really, the 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 bigger thing about all of this is it it again underscores the challenges facing the imperial family, um, and the fact that they still have a males only succession law. So the line of su- succession can only go through men. So Emperor Akihito has two middle-aged sons, and um, his 80-something brother and Princess Mako's younger brother, 10-year-old Prince uh, Hisahito, are the only males left in the line. So if Emperor Akihito died, it would go to his eldest son. But then if his eldest son died... And I believe eld- his eldest son is Mako's father. But if his if her father died, it wouldn't go to her. The throne would go to his brother's ten year old son. Um, is kind of how the family tree would run. Which some people in Japan are saying it's about time to over- re reevaluate and allow women to be a part of the lines of secession. Whereas other people are kind of clinging to you know other countries have done that. We you know. Our monarchy is already a, a bastion of of our culture and our way of life, and you know the the way things were done, and we should preserve that and keep it males only succession. So, wow, Princess Mako is a cutie pie. It's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. So basically, what you're telling me is that being a being a female member of the royal family is kind of useless. I mean, you can't do anything. Yeah. You so, can't you can't inherit the throne, but you still get a royal allowance. Yeah, so and you I, get to be royal. So she's giving up her royal allowance to be unemployed. That guy, and he is she's <laughs> she, she, she she's being compensated somehow. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is again, but uh, well, we know, both know there could be another thing that appeals to her, and that she in this article that I'm that I'm looking from the Telegraph shows her before a meeting with Paraguay's president um, in 2016. So I mean. 
even as we've talked about before, even though she has no kind of power as a royal, you know, she she isn't it's not like she just gets to lounge around all day. She is required to be involved in a lot of functions and meet dignitaries and whatnot. And so um, there could be an element of it where she's just like, I can't inherit the throne anyway. Maybe the royal allowance isn't that big of a deal to her. Maybe she'll figure out employment some other way. And, you know, she'll be comfortable living and won't have to deal with all that nonsense of royal life and and whatnot. Though I do think it would be funny if she got like... This sounds, this sounds like the script of an anime. Like my princess barista. Like a princess who abdicates... Oh my god, here's the plot of an anime. Bring it. The princess gives up her throne yeah. to marry a guy yeah. right at the start of the anime. Sounds like a hentai. They're really happy. But then she finds out that he doesn't want to be with her or something or he's cheated on her. Wow. And so, but she can't get her royal status back. And the whole anime is about her learning re- learning what the real meaning of life is and how to be happy with herself and with her place in the world and finding meaning not from her titles or from a lover, but from within and working for her own money. She ends up like going out to the countryside where it's cheaper and works in an onsen or a farm or something. I have an alternative ending. Does it involve sex? It doesn't. Okay. You want to hear my alternative ending? Yes. It starts from the point where he like cheats on her and and they break up and get divorced. Uh Uh-huh. Rather than learning to accept herself and finding the beauty in the world or whatever, all the rest of that that idealistic stuff you were just saying, she is overcome by hatred and (laughs) her life becomes about revenge in in which she kills him and every member of his family down to the last person. Ooh. Then and only then and only then can she find peace. All right, chat. Which anime go. would you rather watch? Would you rather watch Princess Finds Meaning in Life or Princess go- Goes on a Bloodthirsty Rampage? We have enough of this idealistic, <laughs> oh, I want to find myself in the world bullshit. I want savage ass sawing off heads. Yeah. Get some blood on that royal dress. In fact, we can call that, that, that'll be the title of the anime, Blood on That Royal Dress. Blood. The animation. Blood on the Royal Dress. The animation. Okay. All right. All right. right. Um, Next article. Next. Blazing Eagle says, okay, Mitsugi, take my money. There you go. I just came up with uh, the best anime of the summer 2017 season. Um, I'm actually going to go out of... Out of order. Okay. Um, There's an order to this? Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. I hate to know what the chaos looks like. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a summary of my life right now. There's an order to this. I'd hate to know what the chaos is. You just can't like. handle my sense of humor today. I'm destroying you. You are you are hella funny. You are hella I, funny. I'm always I'm always funny. Um Oh, Astrophysics in the chat brings up a really good point. Can't she find meaning in a bloodthirsty rampage? That's what I said. Only then can she find peace. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go with the one that I read on NPR, um, Symphony for Lady Vengeance. Boom. Which again, going with the royal family and all this information, um, 
Japan's cabinet moves to allow the emperor to abdicate the throne. So Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's cabinet has approved legislation this past week allowing Japan's emperor to abdicate the throne, which, you know, we we did a while back. We did an episode talking about Japan's emperor and the royal family, which I will try to talk and look up at the same time. Um, and previously, the emperor was not able to abdicate the throne. The emperor was emperor for life, effectively. Um, and so now this um, this is now changing it sounds like there's a lot of people to fill his shoes well there, there really isn't i thought you just listed like seven people that are male there's three. Oh, oh, that's well three is plenty that's three is three three is two more than you need yeah and it's true no one's really storming the palace these days to kill the emperor i mean the emperor doesn't do a whole lot anyway he's sick as hell let the man live his last year or whatever in peace i mean i completely agree with this one I mean, if if you if you're if you're not healthy enough to do the the job that you had that, that you're supposed to be doing, and you have people behind you that can take over and fill your shoes and do a ostensibly better job because they're not sick, then what's the issue? I I don't know. It, is it funny? Is it funny that like here here's something interesting? The princess of Japan is like, I want I don't want to be a princess anymore because because I want to marry some commoner, and they're like, okay, cool, peace. Yeah. Emperor or whatever is like, I am so sick, I'm dying. I yeah. cannot do this job anymore. And it takes he, them like he, five years to approve it because they don't want to no, let him do no, it. No, no, only one. Last year, the 83-year-old emperor expressed a desire to retire and give his son time to rule. Quote, when I consider that my fitness level is gradually declining, I am worried that, that it may become difficult for me to carry out my duties as a symbol of the state with my whole being as I have done until now. So... The bill is a one-time provision for the emperor to step down while he is still alive. Well, and after it's done, it will be called a precedent. It will mark Japan's first abdication in 200 years. I just think it's funny that the princess wants to give up her title, and they're oh, like, yeah. okay, peace. Well, that's, but, again, it's because some the princess random, doesn't matter. Some random dude wants to do it, and they're like, no. That The princess doesn't matter, but... All right. It would it, the crown would go to Prince uh, Naruhito, who's currently fifty-seven. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. It seems less romantic when the prince that takes over is already an old man. I know, right? Isn't it better if he's like <laughs> seventeen? Isn't that kind of sexier? <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, he doesn't really do jack shit anyway. So if even even if he was like eleven, he could probably do the job. Well, I mean, if, if you're just a symbol of the state, it doesn't really matter. Your job is to like wear white gloves and eat fancy food. That's pretty much it. I'm talking out of my ass so hard right now. What else you got? Oh, what else do I got? Um, you know, we can we can talk about some business stuff in Japan now. All right, let's bore people. I love that. <laughs> let's do it. No, for real, let's do it. That's my favorite. Um, Japan pushes for a revival of the TPP. Oh, that'll make nips all over the world hard. <laughs> I I actually think that faint popping sound was nipples pressing against shirts. You, well, do you know? Do you know that TPP has two P's in it? Yes. Do you know what also has two P's in it? Nipple. That. <laughs> 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 That's what has two P's in it. Oh my God, Mitsuki! Wow. <laughs> the title of the episode is now "Nipple Has Two P's." Ugh. 
<laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Next time you vote on who your favorite host is, just remember who brings all the comedy. It's me. Okay? And as, as a tear rolls down my left cheek, <laughs> for real. You see that tear? I, I do. I oh, do. man. In the arms of the <laughs> angel. He's literally crying, guys. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a legit tear rolling down his uh, face. Oh, Mitsuki, uh, I didn't think nipples made you so emotional. Oh, well, they do. I believe it. I believe it. All right, so I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? Uh, um... <laughs> Shit, not nipples. Um, I'm talking about the TPP or the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Um, trade ministers from Japan and ten other signatories. This comes from Japan Times. Trade ministers from Japan and ten other sign- signatories of to the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement agreed to try to resuscitate the Free Trade Pact, which was thrown into doubt after the U.S. after U.S. President Donald Trump pulled Washington out of it earlier this year. The decision keeps the Sorry, TPP- sorry. All I heard from that, as I was reading the chat, talking about how much they like our show better when we don't give a <laughs> shit, which is like seven people in a row were like, this episode's great because they don't know what the hell they're doing and it's just better. And so all I heard of your comment was, Donald Trump pulls out. And I was like, well, <laughs> not really, because he's got like 60 kids, so uh, that would not be his M.O. Oh, I really, I really like... Donald Trump and anything involving penises more is like, like the last Donald thing Trump, I want to think of. Donald Trump? More like Donald Pump. <laughs> wow, Mitsuki is like sticking out his tongue cackling. I don't really I don't really know how to handle this one. Oh fuck. No. And Tiagi took off your head for headphones. What are you, Bill Belichick? Put your headset back on. <laughs> I'm not wearing enough hoodies to be Bill Belichick. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So um, now that I don't want to, now that I'm trying to bleach my mind, you know, nothing better be- bleaches the mind than like trade agreement talk. Sorry, let me have a second while I wipe snot out of my nose. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, so the twelve nation TPP com- uh, promised to cover forty percent of the global economy uh, before Trump abandoned it in January as part of a campaign pledge to save jobs. He says have been sucked up overseas. I, I quote the article. Um, but some of the remaining members of the pack are desperate to keep the deal alive, believing it will lock in free trade as well as boost labor rights and environmental protections. This is an interesting one that I feel like I talked about a bit on one of my Chiaki on the Couches or something. But the TPP is a really kind of complex animal, and they've been fighting for this now for, like, years. So oh, the TPP is complicated, and it affects different groups of people in a, lot, in a litany of different ways. I love that word, litany. It's a nice word. Litany is a good word. So, I mean, really, I imagine the people that want the TPP are most of the underdeveloped countries that want to just flood other countries with cheap shit, like Philippines and Vietnam. They're chomping at the bit to ship really cheap rice to 
Japan and et cetera, and Japan doesn't want that. Well, for for example, the article does say Vietnam, one of the biggest challenges is keeping Vietnam and Malaysia on board, which signed up for the TPP deal and promised to make major reforms, largely to get better U.S. market access. Um, but apparently now they want to renegotiate some points about the, the agreement. So I, I, I think, I feel like this is going to be the bill or the agreement that never dies. I, well, I, it's already been going on for like a decade. I, I, I don't know if it's been a decade. I'll look that up. Uh, well, you know, back when back when we were teaching in Japan, like like the first year. I think it's been going on a good like five years. They, they were already bitching about it at that point, and that was The first draft was October, 15, or October of 2015. That can't be true. Because we were discussing, I was discussing TPP with my Japanese students like back in twenty back in twenty twelve. So maybe maybe they didn't draft it officially until twenty fifteen, but that but they were discussing it way before that. So I don't know if you'll be able to find when they started like planning it, but yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Participating negoti- participating nations aimed at completing negotiations in twenty twelve, but the process was prolonged. So yeah. Yeah. So it's so, been going on forever. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. So at least we'll say we'll, we'll say at least five years. But yeah, it's something. It's something. This is this is news that affects both Japan and America. Um, and so it's. For those of you who are American listeners, and for those of you who are not American listeners, then um, maybe it affects your country. Like, there's a lot of countries involved. I generally agree with free trade agreements, but I I, I don't want this to become too political because I, I promise I don't I don't care that much. But <clears throat> I will just say that I generally agree with free trade because it improves the economies of it a lot of the time improves the economies of the countries that are involved. The only time that I, don't, I think I wouldn't agree with a free trade agreement is when the was when the agreement heavily favors certain countries. Like if one country has to suffer just because another country is underdeveloped or something, that shouldn't be allowed. If you have if you have if you have three countries, for example, that all have generally the same level of the same standards of living, and they're all going to benefit equally by having a free trade agreement between them, then great. But if you've got a country like Sri Lanka or Vietnam or something that has a lot more to gain than a country like Japan does, mm-hmm. then I don't really know why that tr- free trade agreement exists because normally the agreement would be would be backed by the fact that everybody wants to be involved, not by the fact that one country vastly benefits over the other. So I don't know. Like I know that a lot of people in Japan didn't want the did not want the TPP based on my discussions. But I also don't know a lot. I don't know a huge amount about the TPP, so I don't really want to Sit here. I, all I know is there's a ton of countries involved in it. Yeah. But I know a lot of those countries are really poor Asian nations that have a lot more to gain than the U.S. does. So that would be my thought. My only thought there. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really complex topic, but it's something that really does affect or could affect the economies of a lot of nations, and so um, it is it is something to keep an eye on. I guess this is too serious. Next topic. Okay. So the next topic, speaking of speaking of major economies, Uh the yen went from first to last in just this year. In what? So earlier this year, the Japanese yen was the world's strongest currency. Now it's the weakest. Wait, what? According to Market Watch. That makes no sense at all. Started out 2017 as the best performing G10 currency. G10. Okay. That's all right. Well, that first your first sentence made it sound like the I whole, am quoting. 
Note to self, never go to Market Watch again. Well, you can't say you can't have a headline that says Japan is the weakest currency in the world or whatever. It said among major currencies. Oh, I don't think you said that. Okay. Well, what are the other G10 currencies? The US dollar. Can I guess them? Uh, one second. Because that because that'll be fun as hell for people to listen to. Because no <laughs> one gives a shit about you asking about global currencies. What the hell is this like? Did we turn into like the Glenn Beck podcast? <laughs> I just these are Mitsugi. What? These are just articles I found interesting this week. We could sit here and and make fun of. Uh, no, we can't do that. I don't want to. No, don't want to go there. Okay. I was gonna say I was gonna say that we can make fun of Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> it's really <laughs> so easy. <laughs> so easy to do. Really well, you are there. you are a blonde you are a well endowed blonde woman. Bill Riley would have a field day with you. <laughs> that's all I'll say. You really know what girls <laughs> like to hear, don't you? It's not. I'm not the one reaching across the table and going beep beep. You know, it's that's not me. No, I I, I know. I'm just I'm just saying that. Uh, what else you got? That's, that's boring. Something... This is boring. <laughs> okay. I can name all the G10 currencies probably. Did you want to? Oh sure. If you can come up with a list. I have a list. I'm waiting. U.S. dollar. Yes. Euro. Yes. All right. If the euro's on, there are a lot of... Now, depending on how new the list is you're looking at, I'll say the, the British pound. No. All right. So there's... The British pound's not on there. No. Uh, According to Wikipedia. Well, the... Br- Br- Britain well, the- wasn't on the euro. That's ridiculous. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It is. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. U.S. dollar... Euro, British Euro, pound. Euro, British pound, um, Chinese yuan. No, that probably no. not. Probably not. They, it should count, but it does. But it probably doesn't. It does not. All right. Uh, Canadian dollar. Yes. Um, I will say the yen. Well, yeah. That's half that's, of them, right? That's on the. Li- that's what the article is about. <clears throat> Australian dollar. Yep. Let's see here. Um, it's getting tough now. Australia's neighbor. Australia's neighbor. Yeah. New Zealand? New Zealand dollar. That can't be on there. Yes. What? Yeah. They're just biased against countries whose currency is called the dollar. Hong Kong dollar. No. Oh, bullshit. Singapore dollar. No. Bullshit. The Swedish krona. Krona. Kroner. Kroner. The Norwegian krone. Okay. And the Swiss franc. Okay. Those are those are the full ten. All right, now that we've now that we have now gone through the most boring five minutes in the podcast history, someone you know someone out there is like an economist, and they're just like, "Oh my god, you guys, you finally made an episode for me." I don't know how the hell this New, New Zealand's currency is on there. That makes absolutely no sense to me at all. It just doesn't. Anyway, well, it's all a bunch of political bullshit. All right, so next. I'm- I was just gonna say that for a for, for a board of someone to go, hmm, China seems like less of a valid economy than New Zealand. That is like the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. China probably does New Zealand's entire GDP in one day. Long story short, the Japanese yen isn't doing too well. What does this mean to the average person? If you don't get a hard on for economy, it means that traveling to Japan is still pretty cheap. I know you're... who's I know who's not getting a hard on. Anybody in Japan because they ain't making babies. I'll say that. No, they're well. I, you can have a hard on and not make a baby. I don't know if we need to go over how it's babies like pulling are on made. taffy. <laughs> what? I don't even understand. What if you if, if, if you're? I don't even understand. 
If you're like an old dude, if you're like an old dude and you can't you can't get a heart on and you're yanking it, it's like pulling on taffy. Come on, Chiaki. I meant that a man can get a heart on and not put it in a woman. That's what I meant. It is it is possible for a man to have a heart on and not inseminate a woman with it. Thank you win. What? Consider considering Considering Japan's current economic crisis, they should not be wasting hard-ons. That is like a a non-renewable, valuable resource that is attributable to. That's about as that's about as valuable to Japan as gold. So let's take those. So let's take those erections and put them to good use. We need more glory hole. No, because glory holes. Well, I guess glory holes could get people pregnant. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Dicks. Dicks? Japan's missing natural they resource. They need that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They oh should be God. handing out Viagra. They should be handing out Viagras like candy because actually it's a fact, right? Because Japan has a crap load of old people. True or not? True. Old True. people they have an aging population. Old people have a hard time getting erections. True or not? I I I don't know from personal Answer experience. the question. Yes, I believe so. I'm not a it doctor. It is hard to have a baby without having an erection. Yeah, true or true? No, this is my game. You're going to say true or not. True or not. True or not. True, but... Uh, Viagra fixes erections. True or not. True. Therefore, <laughs> Viagra translates to more population. <laughs> Mitsuki's walked away. I don't even... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't know what to do. Oh, he's back. He's back. So. <laughs> okay. I just have to say, though, you realize that women also hit an age by which they cannot bear children anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no pill to fix that. But that isn't the case with men. A 60-year-old man can easily impregnate a 17-year-old girl. Oh, my God. God, Mitsuki. Well, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Your top, this is messed up. It's, this is anime. <laughs> what? The legal age of consent in Japan is like 14. How is the, how is a 17 year old girl messed up? But, but like, like you're basically being like, well, this is like some Handmaid's Tale type shit. Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. We do a hentai podcast where monsters rape women with tentacles. <laughs> No, <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is worse than that. Of course like, not. Oh my god. Oh whatever, Chiaki. You know what? You need to be. You need to be a little less uptight. I'm, I you, am, need to, you need to. You need to. I you need not, to loosen your hair. Your hair band a little bit. I, I'm not even. My hair bands are on my wrist. Yeah, exactly. What? I don't know. Look, I'll take it off. Next news story. Oh, I took it off. Next news story. You're gonna find that boring. It's um, yeah, but no matter what you say, I'm going to turn it into a joke. So <laughs> okay, it's a column from the Japanese Times about how Japan's lenders make it really hard to locate abroad. Okay, relocate abroad. Elaborate so I can make it into a joke. Okay, we'll see how long it takes me. So the column features a recent email from reader SD who wanted to share her experiences with internet banking upon leaving Japan on a temporary basis. Um, so Esty and her Japanese partner have moved overseas to help care for their elderly relatives in her home country. Um, at that point, they were unsure of their, their return date. And so apparently, both, both major Japanese banks would not allow non-residents of Japan to use internet banking. So that includes those with citizenship 
and permanent residence. So basically, unless you are Japanese, you can't use internet banking, which means your money is frozen in Japan if you ever decide to leave the country. Um, so they, they... That was the least funny story I've ever heard. I don't know. Not every story needs to be funny. I'm doing my best. It is It is an interesting... The point is, it's on Japan Times. If you want to read it yourself, because it's like a first-hand account, it says, don't bank on Japan's lenders, making it easy to relocate abroad. Um, and uh, it is an interesting article, because it does kind of have that, that first-hand experience. So Japan doesn't want foreigners, and they won't let the foreigners leave. Basically. Oh, they'll let the foreigners leave. They just won't let them leave with their money. Um. Okay. You remember how hard it was for us to get our money back. I remember. But that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well. So. We still have bank accounts over there. I do. Because we never closed them. It has them. like six yen in it. I checked it. like four. I checked it, yeah. Did you check it when we were in Japan oh, last yeah. time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Hideous. All right, one more. I, that, that's it. That's oh, all really? I have. I'm wow, sorry. we made that nightmare of a mess. <laughs> The funniest thing we've done in months, and it took and it, and it lasted about the entire time it needed to. Wow. We rock. We are so good at turning nothing into something. We have the well, Midas touch. Well, I am. Oh. Well, you provided the news. You provided the articles, and I took I tried. all. I took all of your very important, relevant, current, current, current event articles and turned them into sex jokes. Perfect. Perfect teamwork. High five. High five. Yeah. Okay. All right, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about Showa Gendoku Rakugo Shinju Season 2. We're going to, and uh, then we're going to do some mailbags, so stay tuned. And I think you won't want to miss this review because this is probably going to be a really good one, so stay tuned. everybody this is Mitsugi and this is your anime news break getting us started off weekly shonen jump has announced that their circulation has dropped to below 2 million subscribers which is a little bit alarming because the peak of this of the consumption of shonen jump was about 6.5 million back in 1994 and it has steadily been dropping since that point and is now less than a third of what it was at that time Circulations of Weekly Shonen Jump and Kadokawa's Weekly Shonen Jump, Weekly Shonen Sunday magazines, a fall have been falling on a month-to-month basis for quite a while, and the circulation in all three magazines had dropped more than 10% since the prior year. So this is definitely not good news for those of us who like manga. Perhaps people are going through different outlets to obtain their their manga, but it clearly is not necessarily the Shonen Jump magazine anymore. Next up. Little news from the music scene. Asian Kung Fu Generation is going to be doing a live concert in Los Angeles on July 2nd. The concert is at the Terragram Ballroom venue in Los Angeles on July 2nd, and it's going to be the tickets for the event are going to go on sale on May 23rd at 10 a.m. So you might want to jump on that because that was right about the time that this podcast will be airing. 
And for those of you that don't know Asian Kung Fu Generation, well, they're very popular and they have done a lot of music for a lot of different anime properties. So I'm sure that you've heard some of their music and if you're interested at all, you might want to look into it a little further. Next up, Nintendo has revealed more fighters for its upcoming game, ARMS. They, they began streaming a Nintendo Direct that would announce three new characters, Kid Cobra, Bite and Bark, and Twintel, which are three more fighters for the ARMS fighting game that is going to be coming out. The previously announced fighters were Springman, Mecha, Mechania, Ninjara, Master Mummy, Ribbon Girl, Min Min, and Helix. The game has 10 playable characters in total, so they plan on revealing more characters later on. And wrapping us up, we have some video game rankings with in Japan. This is a particular point of interest because of the recent release of the Nintendo Switch, and it does look like the Nintendo Switch is leading all game sales right now in Japan. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being the highest sold game in Japan of the week of May 8th through May 14th, followed by Monster Hunter, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Dragon Ball Heroes, Shingeki no Kyojin and Fire Emblem Echoes, which are all Nintendo properties. So, Nintendo continues to dominate video game sales in Japan. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Talking about anime is fun. Even though every host of the AAA podcast is super addicted to anime, We do have other hobbies. I write and read a lot of books. Kimiko is a bartender. I love comics, and Mitsugi and I both love sports. And I think we all love video games and movies. That's why we made Hobby Addicts. Yep, they're brand new podcasts about other hobbies we enjoy. If you want to get a new episode of Hobby Addicts every week, head to aaapodcast.com slash join and select the $5 tier. You'll need to make a membership if you haven't already or don't have one from the forums. But once you do and get yourself signed up, you'll be enjoying all kinds of new content from the AAA podcast. Oh yeah. Welcome back to the 372nd episode of the Anime Action Anonymous podcast. Oh, it's a crack episode. We're but, doing good. Yeah, We're pretty much. We're hanging in there. I mean, this isn't the first or even the 10th time you and I have pulled something out of nothing. Yep. Five-star review. You, you want to read it? Sure. This review was written by Awesomeface5000. Also, you might want to scoot your feedback because the last thing you want to be doing is unplugging all the electronics from the bottom of the podcast table. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. 
Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. What the hell? That was the most random. That's a song. You're the best around. All right, I want you to ever I, I, keep you down. I want you to do. All right. I'm taking the music down. Okay. I would like for you to sing it. I I don't I don't know that all I like I could be wrong. I could be off key. Beats again. This is too much pressure. Why are you doing this to me? Oh, you want me to sing it to this? Mm, hey girl, you're looking, <laughs> you're looking so fine. <laughs> are we are we doing this? We're doing it. There's Wait, all kinds of lovers out of out nowhere. There. This show, has, this lovers, podcast episode has no rules. Lovers, okay. Bishy lovers. All right. Mm. You know what all these lovers love the most? Hmm. It's anime. It's time for Chiaki's bag of love, because addicts need love too. Yeah. All right, so uh, you, I guess so I'm doing the bag of love. Here's my first. You bit. are now going to 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 sing this song. Oh no! To your bag of love music. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now, don't don't suck at this. Why? Put a little bit of effort into when it. When was okay, Mitsuki? When was the last time I put effort into anything? Well, today I am trying to have a higher expectation of you than okay. than what you normally achieve in your daily life. Okay. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> All right. Oh okay, yeah, so we've only been doing this for nine years. It's so tough. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever bring you down. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay, that was that was my attempt. That was pretty good, actually. Thanks. Hi. I'm glad that after nine years of doing this podcast, you are able to do something completely off the cuff like that. Hey, that's what that's what we're here for, sort of. You know what else I've learned about? You know what else I've discovered about from doing this podcast? What? I am a damn good conversationalist. Are you? Yeah. Awesome. Well, we all should be. Because well, yeah, when you I mean, sit here and talk for four hours a week. At the very least, that we're pretty good at bullshitting our way through things. Oh, yeah. Just bullshitting. Oh, yeah. Yep. How do you think I'd pull what else has two, two peas out of my ass like that? <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a review. Thank you for submitting your five-star review. I think that you probably got your, your time out of that one. Just guessing. So... The review is on Showa Gendoku Rakugo Shinju, which is a, an anime that came out not that long ago and was the second season of a show that we loved very much. Yes. So I'm I'm actually, I'm really excited to be doing this review today. Full because... transparency, I have not watched it. Okay. But you watched the first season, right? Correct. And I, and I will say, I will say, I'm not going to bury the lead on this one at all. I will say to you here and now, Mitsugi, this is one of those shows that it is worth it to try to get around to watching at some point, even despite, you know life and the insane amount of anime that we have to watch for the show and I get all of that I, I get it more than most other people do but that being said this is so something worth watching so how many episodes is this so Showa Gendoku Rakugo Shinju Sukeroku Futatabi Hen which is the full name of the second season I'm going to shorten that to Rakugo season 2 uh, is 12 episodes long and the first the first season was 13 episodes long so the anime if you haven't seen 
anything yet. The anime altogether is 25 episodes, and it is a continuing story from season one to season two. Now, the interesting thing about this anime is that both seasons have a very clear arc. Um, there's two kind of main characters. It, it The story centers around Rakugo, which is the Japanese art of dramatic storytelling, basically, where a single performer goes on a stage and narrates a story and performs all the dialogue themselves and tells the story kind of in their own way. And they're these classic stories and, and people go to watch them perform these, you know, masterworks and that's and that's what rakugo is and the anime on the whole follows two of these rakugo storytellers one of them is the you know master master rakugo performer and that's yakumo or yurakute uh, yakumo and yakumo is regarded as you know the the best rakugo performer and one day uh yotaro goes to Yakumo. Yotaro sees Yakumo perform in a prison while he's there serving time because he got involved with the Yakuza. Correct. I and that. Um, he goes to Yakumo and begs him to let him become a pupil. And the first season is told almost entirely as a flashback of Yakumo's life history because there's kind of this element of like, if you're going to be my student and you're going to be serious about this, you know, here's here's where how I got to where I'm at in Rakugo. Right. And the first season ends with Yotaro being, you know, even more committed to Rakugo. And then the second season, which I don't think is a spoiler because it it again, the first season was most of a fla- mostly a flashback, so there's like one kind of, there's like one or two things that happen Are right at the end. You're going to be dropping spoilers mad like I, mad. I'm 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 a, like I'm I'm trying to to give a good overview. I'll I'll make it clear when I get to that point. Yeah, I'll play the spoiler drop. Um so so that's the first season and then the second season basically tells Yotaro's story. So the first season was Yakumo's story and then the second season is Yotaro's story which really kind of is this incredible act of an overall story of you get to essentially see Yakumo's progression in life and with Rakugo and how Rakugo kind of shaped and molded his life and his perception of the world over the span of a lifetime. And then that, of course, continues in Yotaro's story because Yakumo is is still alive and, and is still around, but now Yotaro has achieved his own greatness in Nakugo as of the start of the second season, and he it's then kind of his story and his life with Nakugo and how the people he meets from it and the things that he's introduced to and whatnot are, you know, all all sort of incredible. Um I I am not trying to cut this short, but what I am what I am going to say is if you have not watched any of this anime, there will be spoilers kind of from here on forward for the first season. Um, I'm going to try to keep the spoilers for the second season down to a minimum. So if you have watched the first season, you can still kind of hang around a bit. But if you haven't seen anything, uh, I'll make a long story short here. I am giving this whole series five incredible stories told out of five. Oh, shit! I, I want you to hear that up front because this anime in its entirely entirety is a masterpiece. It's incredible. Go watch it. It should be, this should be kind of on your list of, of in my opinion, of one of the animes to see before you die, which I think it was on the list. Yeah, I think it was I like fourth or something. Yeah, it's, it is, it is that incredible. So, spoiler drop. 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So, again, spoilers right now if you haven't seen the first season. I'm not going to go into too far in spoiler territory for the second season because it really is something worth being enjoyed. Um, one thing I will say, though, with regards to to spoilers in general about this show is that this show really is, it is the, the journey, not the destination. Because it is, in its purest form, a slice of life story. You are just following the lives of these two actors and, and over the course of their lives and their careers. And so there wasn't, there were very few times that I went, oh my God, holy shit. But the couple of times that I did were incredible and I won't spoil those. Um, so Nakugo season two, as, as I mentioned, is Yakumo's, uh, oh, sorry, is uh, Yotaro's story. And one of the things that was a little jarring for me is at the end of the first season of Nakugo, uh, Yotaro has just kind of, he's he's started, he's been working on his path, but he's not, you know, super far in it. And when the second season starts, it basically starts with him achieving kind of the highest level of, of Nakugo storyteller. Um, and so there was, there was a little bit of a jump that I found a bit, jarring at first and I and I think I found it jarring because I did finish the first season a while ago and I ended up kind of going back and trying um I I ended up going back and trying to to just make sure I didn't miss anything but it's an intentional time jump um that's that's one of the other things if I'm gonna find a criticism of the show and even then like when I say criticism I mean I'm reaching real hard into what people could consider a criticism and criticism is a strong word what people could find jarring um is that the pacing of the second season um it is telling the story of someone's life so yotaro starts out in the second season i don't actually know his age but i would put him in like his mid to late 20s probably maybe even early 30s somewhere in there yeah that feels about right for him Uh, um and it ends with him being like in his 60s. Yeah. So so in 12 episodes, they cover a good 30, 40 years of time here. Um, and so at, at least 20 years of time. So there are a couple episode jumps where, you know, you, you have one episode ends at one time point and the next episode picks up at a different time point. And it it, it, it is a little bit jarring. Because you you do have that moment where you're like, wait, did I miss something? But they do a pretty good job of establishing that the characters have aged by other contextual clues. Like, the ch- a child has grown up. For example, um, Yotaro has adopted um, the illegitimate child of um, Yakumo's adopted daughter because this family tree kind of makes no sense. Um <laughs> but he uh Konatsu, he's adopted her her son as his own and and you get kind of contextual clues and and he ends up marrying her and that's that's again that's in the like the first episode or two. He he's like let's make this official, let's get married so this isn't really a spoiler. So they so they do end up getting married at the beginning? They do. They, they do. didn't know each other for very long. Well, but that's the thing that I'm saying. You have to understand with this show that time is progressing very differently because keep on slipping into the future yeah um in the first season i would say we probably only cover like the span of like a couple years the of the current timeline like the flashback covers 
Yakumo's whole life. But of the current time, we only cover a couple years. Then there's like probably a three or four year jump. So at, at the point of the start of the second season, Yotaro and Kon, uh, Konatsu have probably known each other at that point for like six or seven good years and, and have been really close to each other. And he's been living under Yakumo's roof as well. So they've been in close proximity. Um, so it does it does feel short to the viewer. But once you start thinking, no, okay, they're they're telling this story, you know, progressing in a timeline or whatnot. Um, I I definitely think that you you just kind of get used to it. Like once you wrap your head around that, that's what they're doing, and and know to kind of look for the contextual clues of is this episode immediately following the episode prior, or have we skipped some time? It'd be nice if they would tell you though, like two years later, they um, don't do that. Not really. No. Do they at least make their appearances different? They do. And that I was mean, that was one thing that I was actually going to really praise the anime for is they age the characters really well for anime. I think it's really hard to age characters in anime and without going into a review unless it's monster. Uh, without going into a review of the show but by way of comparison one of my criticisms of one of the other kind of more serious slice of life shows from the past season or past season or two, uh, Fune Wawamu or The Great Passage, um, was that I didn't feel like they aged the characters well enough for the time that progressed. Whereas, um, and that is not to be considered a marker on the anime at all. That's just a one criticism that I had that relates to this because... Rakugo ages the characters really well. Um, Yotaro from the start of the anime to the end of the anime looks completely different. Konatsu looks completely different. And Yakumo looks completely different. I mean, we really see Yakumo, especially in the second season, go from a, you know, vibrant, performing, older gentleman to quite a, a frail old man. Yeah. And, and we see that progression of his life. And it's animated really well and everything from his the style of his character to actions he does to the way he speaks to his voice becoming thinner and frailer the the seiyu does a great job of that to him starting to walk entirely with a cane and being reliant on it his movements being forced even his hands become quite thin and gnarled and and there's just there's just such a really good job that's done of, of showing the progression of time in the characters' faces. I feel like people really shouldn't be too shocked by the passage of time in this show because, I mean, from what I remember of the first season, they it starts off with him being old. Yeah, and then, and then it jumps it's flashback. Right, way back to him being young, and then it jumps back and forth throughout the whole first season. And the first season covers a pretty good span of time anyway in, in, in his past. So if you're watching the first season and then you go right into the second season, which I feel like is how this is intended to be watched anyway, yeah. you're probably going to be used to the way that they treat time in the show. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's I again, it's not something... I don't consider it a flaw of the show. I consider it a choice in the narrative. And, and I don't think it's a choice that's inherently bad or inherently good, but I can see how it could turn off some people. But the writing in the show is incredible. The way that these characters grow and mature and change, the way you see kind of Konatsu, even, even just her alone, how she evolves and adapts and how, you know, she goes from... From a young, a, a young, vivacious, spirited woman to, 
you know, a mother, but then she doesn't kind of lose that spark to she ends up ultimately mellowing out a bit, but she's still very passionate and knows what she wants. She's just a lot more kind of channeled about things. Um, you, We do get some revelations with regards to her past that reference things that happened in the first season that may not have happened how you think they happened. And I'm not going to say any more than that. Okay. Well, she wasn't in the first season very much. No, because she was she was a child. I mean, yeah. yeah. She was maybe like the last few episodes. Um, she had a very important role, though, even though. She does. And and she continues to, which which again, I mean, I I, I could say that this is an anime that, that shows kind of, uh, it has a really great, strong female character to it, I would say. And, you know, Konatsu is is never really sexualized. She's never really, you know, treated less than the male characters in the way of of her characterization or her aspirations. And she has some pretty lofty aspirations. Like she she loves Dakugo and she's, you know, finding her way in that because there's never been a female Dakugo narrator. And so so there's there's, you know, there's all of that. Because um, Japan. Because Japan. And this is in the past anyway. Um, Showa period. Yeah, I think it's in the Showa period. Oh, yeah, it's in the title. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? Showa Genroku, yep. Um, Which is a lot of romantic feelings about the Showa period in Japan. Yeah, right? There's a lot of uh, sort of old-timey period piece stories. Even, you know, even things like, they even do a really good job of aging the theater that they perform in. Like, the theater goes through a visual transformation. It's just... Every little detail about this show is so thoughtful and so carefully examined and and so well done that there's really nothing that was overlooked. And and I do have to say there was one episode in particular and I'm not giving away spoilers, but I'm going to say enough that if you've watched the show, you know what I'm talking about. There's one episode in particular. It's toward the end in the final third. Um it involves a solo performance. And and I'll just I'll leave it at that. It involves a solo Boris performance. Um and pretty great. It had such a a chilling look. It, it like there's there's something about I rewatch I watched that episode alone and I couldn't go to sleep after. Not because it was inherently frightening, not because it was inherently disturbing, but it was almost like that moment that you look in the mirror and recognize your own mortality for the first time. Like, and that's a spoilery as I'll get with it, but it was truly chilling, incredibly well done. And I just, moments like that is what anime can be. And that's why I continue to stand on my soapbox and demand more of anime than panty shots and rehashed ideas. So was that was, so, uh, was that a reference to the end of the first season? No, no, that's, that's... So there's another one of those moments in the second season? Oh, it is, yes, yes. Well, it can't be better than the moment at the end of the first season. I, I actually think that it is. I don't agree with you. You haven't seen it. Doesn't matter. Wrong. Wrong. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I already, I already scored it. It is five stunning Nakugo performances out of five. You have to watch this anime. It's so good. It is not, it is not bubblegum fun time, but it is an incredibly well-told story from want, start to finish. Do you want to know what it is? Huh? A show that people won't watch? Nope. Nobody will watch this. It is, it is 
the first season's a masterpiece. The second season's a masterpiece. If you look at it all together, it's a masterpiece. Just watch the damn show. But nah, I'd rather watch Aramanga Sensei because it's a lot more cool if I get to fantasize about banging my sibling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little that was a little uh, bitterness seeping seeping through. Oh, <laughs> uh, it it is it is just it is worth your time, and and yeah. If I did Dokugo, okay. do you think I'd be good at it? Mm, I think you could be good at anything you dedicated yourself to because you're smart, capable, and talented. Oh, my goodness. I'm blushing. Is that the end of your review? That's the end of my review. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. I have a question. Yeah. When you do the mailbag dance by yourself, <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at you like you're an idiot, mm-hmm. do you do you feel like blowing your brains out? <laughs> Here's the secret: you always look at me like I'm an idiot. That's not true. Uh... Bu- bullshit. Only when I'm stomping on your ass and chest. Oh shit. So you're so basically what you're saying is that people should watch Show Again Loku, Dakugo Shinju. Yes. Even if it's their not even if it's not their cup of tea, they should still watch it. They should make an attempt. I mean, I would never say for anyone to watch something that makes them miserable. Like life's too short for that. But I would say it. Life's not too short for that. There are people that have put like a thousand hours into Overwatch. So we so, so we can spend four hours watching Bakugoshinju, right? I mean Come on now. Come on. All right, I talked a lot. Will you read the first mailbag? Sure, I'll read the first mailbag. It's from the Creepster. Asked, but if you guys were given an opportunity to make an anime starring you guys, the hosts, oh, whoa, what kind of anime would you guys make, and what company would you like collaboration from? That's easy. Um, it'll be a hentai, and I'd use pink pineapple. Wow. Wow, starring me as the only male character, surrounded by tons of succubus and cat girls. No, they said the hosts. It's all four of us in the anime. I'll just well, you guys can be like, like extras that. Oh, okay. Like the faceless extras. Yeah. That say one line and disappear. Okay, cool. Um, I would, I would want it to be, I would want it to be a slice of life because I think we all have really interesting lives, and I would want. I don't. I'm a corporate slave. You have an interesting life. I am a corporate slave. Hi. You have an interesting life. I think we have all had interesting lives, and I I would want to see probably KyoAni or A1 Pictures to be involved on the product. product. So you want to be a, so you want your you so you want your show to be like Moe. I want it to be cute and pretty. If KyoAni's doing it, it'll be pretty, but you're just gonna look like a Moe girl. Um, that's kind of my shtick. Yep. And that's why in my hentai, there will be a giant pit of hell in my living room. And oh, when, and wow. And when you come by to visit, when you come by to visit, I am going to chain you up in my living room on your hands and knees, shackled, bound, and have all of my succubus and cat girls dance sexily in front of you to tantalize you. And I will let you, I will lead, I will lead you to believe that you might have even the slightest chance of hooking up with one of my succubus. And then right at that pivotal moment when you are about to be given that which you were promised and you are literally waiting with bated breath, 
instead of hooking up with the succubus, she will just kind of roll your shackled and bound body off of the edge into the pit of hell. And all that you will think of for the dozens and dozens of years it takes for you to reach the bottom are those succubus naughty bits that you never were able to get your hands on. This is really, really specific, Mitsuki. Have you thought about this before? Nope, that was all just straight up improv. All right, Kyo-chan writes, Welcome to a world where the lost stories of old are lost no more and brought to life right before your eyes. Okay, that's enough theatrics. This is for all the hosts. Is there an older manga series that's so good that it falls way under the radar and you think would be a great anime? The one I had in mind is Kazam by Gaku uh, Miao. I don't, I don't read that much manga, so I'm going to go by the two that I have. Dragon Ball? Last time on Mitsugi's Pleasure Mansion 4, Chiaki invaded the living room, only to be bound and shackled. She wanted to get some action, but little does she know that Mitsugi had something else in store. The trip was long and hard, but eventually, Chiaki reached the bottom. What was waiting her at the bottom of the pit of hell could not be anticipated by anyone. Tons of naked dog boys. Hideous. Okay. Um, so I don't read that much manga. But I'm going to go with my old staples, um, Socrates and Love. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if either of these qualify as falling under the radar. I don't think they do, but Socrates and Love was phenomenal. I would love to see that made into a movie because it deserves it. Um, and uh, Flowers of Evil, Akunohana, because that was incredible and it got one anime season and is totally unfinished and I need more. I don't read manga. All right. I'm barely watching anime at this point. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, about that. All right. Next mailbag is from is from Brandon G. Anyone, some anime have really good dubs, such as 91 Days. Do you guys prefer to listen to dubs if they sound better than the subtitled versions of anime? Love you all, and thank you for being the little voices in my head and making my anime addiction worse, 10 times worse. P.S. Super Lovers Anime, best ever, 12 out of 10. Agreed. Uh, I pretty much always watch subs. I always watch subs, too, because... One, I don't want to wait 200 years to watch the dub. Well, they're getting fast with dubs now. Funimation is doing pretty well on having almost weekly, mm-hmm. like a week turnaround on some I of the simulcast dubs. I also think that the method by which we dub anime is idiotic. I And it doesn't make sense. It's like you're having, a, you're trying to have a conversation with nobody. It makes no sense at all. I have, I have such precious little ability to practice or hear Japanese that I like, you know, having... A little bit of time every week where I'm hearing some Japanese and my brain is still thinking about it so I don't completely lose my language ability not that it was ever that impressive but um and I I don't know I I also like the nuances I like those moments where I can you know read a subtitle and I hear what the character says and I get a deeper meaning because I understand it so I like subs next one comes from fire warrior pito good day anime addicts I live in Australia. I'm not going to try to do an Aussie voice. I'll just insult you. I just started listening and I love your I think you sh- should. No. No. Oh, you bloke. That is not Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, my God. Um, 
listening and love your show. I'm interested in seeing anime's take on my country. Do you know of any notable characters that are Australian or anime that spends time in the country? Thanks and looking forward to hearing from you. Do you know any... <laughs> what is he like an 1800s pirate <laughs> yes well that's what japan would think japan doesn't know what they're doing uh, okay. so i did find some stuff although there aren't really many australian there are like no basically no anime that take place in australia and if they're in there but there are there is, is some stuff half of the anime f f a tale of memories melodies whatever is set in a japanese city and then the other half is set in another city which is in australia um, in Mobile Suit Gundam 0083, in the initial episodes, there's a, there's a section uh, with the, which takes place in the Australian desert. In the Universal Century of Mobile Suit Gundam, Sydney is destroyed by a Xeon attack, which uh, destroys the entire city. So there's that. And uh, that's pretty much all I could find quickly. Cool. So you're basically relegated to, zomb- to, to zombies, to, to Gundam and F. Which is actually F is a pretty good show. E it's spelled E F. Well, it's something. It's pretty good. In in the famous words in the meme, it's something. Well, there it is. Next. Next. Do you want me to read this one too? Scythero writes, "Hey AAA crew, I just finished listening to the Anime Academy Awards episode, and the episode got me thinking about genres, themes that haven't been attempted or or only have one-offs. For example, I would love to see more." Anime themed around economics and bartering like Spice and Wolf. That said, what theme or genre would you like to see explored or expanded on more? Keep up the great work. I can. I would second business ones. I mean, I even loved see the money of the soul and possibility of control because of the business elements that it had woven lightly with the uh, fantasy elements. I would like to see more crime dramas, like realistic yeah. ones. And I, and I don't mean like case closed. I mean like monster like grandiose, really in-depth mystery thrillers. You know, to kind of add to that, medical thrillers or medical genres. Oh, you mean like monster? Dramas. Well, I was I was going to say like like Blackjack, the manga. Yeah. I have a bad taste in my mouth from Blackjack. That last anime sucked. Yeah, okay. It was but a big Blackjack, Blackjack blowjob. I'm just saying that's the only one that I can think of that is a medical drama where the drama centers around the medicine, you know? I'd also like more space operas with, like, giant battles. Yeah, you space get, operas are good. I mean, other than Gundam, you don't really get too much of that anymore, so. And I'd like more, and even though even though this is there's a lot of this, I, I'd like more baseball anime. I feel like we haven't had too many baseball anime in the last year, and I tend to like them a lot, and so I'd like to have some more of it. Okay. Like, maybe it's major, where maybe Goro has, like, Goro's kid becomes a baseball player, and they have, like, Major, the second generation, and they have like Goro's kid, and Goro's teaching his kid how to play, and it'd be it'd be nice, or maybe it's like um, uh, big wind up, and they have some more tournaments or whatever, whatever it is. I just want more, okay. but yeah, I feel like everybody's really fixated on on Haikyuu right now. So well, I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of the sports anime right now are kind of trending toward either the mainstream sports that aren't baseball, like basketball or soccer volleyball or really odd off non-mainstream shows like sports like diving did you just call i'm sorry did you just call soccer non-mainstream no i said it either focuses on the super super mainstream which we have like the three but it's not baseball right now the focus isn't baseball right now it's other mainstream sports 
And if they're making sports anime that aren't those mainstream sports, it's not baseball because they're making like these really obscure like ballroom dancing and diving and stuff. It's like the overwhelming most popular sports in Japan are soccer and baseball, but we don't really see there haven't been too much of that lately at all. Hmm. So I don't know. But but I mean you know why they're doing but you know damn well why they're making diving shows. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's just it's not I even know. about sports, it's just porn. You might as well just have like dudes walking around naked. It'd be the same thing. Just like it is that that doesn't even have to be a sports anime. You could just have dudes in speedos jumping in and out of like the water over and over again. Yeah. So All right. All right. That's pretty much the end. We did it. We took this episode that we came in thinking, wow. We're down a person. The whole outline is screwed. What are we going to do? What does one do in this case? We make it work. You pull it out of your ass and you make it happen. I think we should do a TED Talk about (laughs) pulling stuff out of your bum. We probably could do that really well. Yeah. Yeah. I have a long experience history of pulling things out of my bum. And on that note, you can find us at aaapodcast.com. Uh, iTunes. Don't forget to drop us a rating on iTunes, especially if you like us. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Or don't forget to check out the group, which is uh, found, I don't know, it says Official Anime Addicts Anonymous Group. I think it's Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA Podcast. I think that's what it is. Twitter at AAA Podcast. But if you are on a smartphone, there should be social media links on the post. Thank you guys to join us live on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Kazuo is doing a great job of helping manage the YouTube channel and cutting up our episodes. And that way you will also get notifications of whenever we're live. So you'll never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to throw us your money on our website because if we get enough of it, I'm going to buy Dancing Girls. Um, And it's going to be good. Okay. Well, thank you guys. And on that note, have a great week and we will talk to you next week. After party. Woo!